This is Y-Tune Shuffle. Y-Tune Shuffle, it's the music that informs our lives. The rules here are that there are no rules other than just bring in your music, mm. hit play. And then we get to pick your brain about why those songs. Welcome to Y-Tune Shuffle, a celebration of the music that inspires our lives. With your host, comedian and radio personality, Maggie Mayfield, and Hollywood's secret weapon, David Earl Waterman. This is Y-Tune Shuffle. This is Maggie Mayfield, and you're listening to a show called Y-Tune Shuffle with my co-host, David Earl Waterman. Hi, David Earl Waterman. Hello. A.K.A. Hollywood's secret weapon. You'll find out why he says that Mm -hmm. uh, throughout the show. Mm -hmm. And then today... Happy to have our guest, comedian, producer, actor, writer, talent wow. extraordinaire, Margo Bateman. Margo Bateman. <laughs> I met her on set. Yes. I love saying that. I met her on set. I was, was a featured extra. Was, yeah. We were featured extra. We, we were. were featured we were. Background. What's yeah. a, featured what was the background. Um, it's a feature film uh, that has Ron Lynch and Paul Danke in it. Oh, and that explains it. Yeah. A couple other comedians. Um, Alyssa, what's Alyssa's last name? I don't know. She's new. She's coming into town. She's like an internet sensation. Yeah, she is. She's so funny. Uh, Limpress, I think. I don't know. Um, And then Will Wilden. But anyway, it's a... I think a horror comedy. Perfect. But we just the we death ha- of comedy. Oh it's yeah, it's about. called the yeah the death of comedy. Yeah, it's about the death of comedy. From I think Ron I Lynch can write that. Yeah. Oh my god. Based on Ron Lynch's Tomorrow Show. Oh wow. Oh. That, that's that's what the um, that the the woman that was directing it told me that her husband and she used to go to the Tomorrow Show, and they loved Ron. They wanted to do something based on on yeah, Ron, yeah. and Amazing. this is what they came up with. And there's a lot of graphics and special effects. I don't think we really there's I I don't know the premise. Of it. I didn't read the script. But we went down to help him out. Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. Margo and I went down. A bunch of other people went down to help out. Yeah, we put out a thing on Facebook. We need, you know, background. Got some good crafty. Yeah, and then um, not unlike (laughs) that's why you go. Oh yeah, like Maggie and I met in pretty much the same way you and I met, um, except that Maggie and I were auditioning for a show, and we met on stage. I love Hollywood, isn't Mm -hmm. it? Yeah, I do. I love it and I hate it, but I love it more than I hate it. Exactly. Yes. Now, how long have you been here? Uh, I've been in L.A. for five years. And what brought you here? Stand-up comedy. Really? Directly. Yeah. I Directly. mean, that I was I wasn't willing to admit that the first couple of years. I kind of um I moved away after my mom passed away and uh in Phil- so I went to college in Boston at Emerson, moved back to Philly. My mom was pass like was passing away, so I don't know, got some money from her death settlement or something and flew the hell out this of This is the Israel. conversation that I heard <laughs> yeah. she and this kid Max talking about her mom oh. dying. Uh, uh-huh. And she's she's a double winner because dad is also too. dead. Yeah. And it's a fun fact. So yeah, yeah, it's a little fun fact. So mm-hmm. I, I have like dark humor, I guess, when it comes to comedy. I talk about my it. It wasn't dead a sad parents. conversation from yeah. when I was eavesdropping. I'm on. a joyful person. Yes. <laughs> no 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 parents, no rules. Right. Let's <laughs> <laughs> say so you're so young. Yeah, yeah. You can't be more than twenty three. Oh my lord, Maggie Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't put a I can't put a number on yeah. the kid. Do you guys want to hear the number? No, or do you want to be a mystery? Don't, don't, yeah, don't tell. All her. right, well, I just want—I want listeners to know I'm not—I'm not ashamed of age. I, I think aging is the coolest thing. All right, then lay it on us. What is it? Twenty-nine. Oh wow, that's dude, great. really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I'm born, I was born in 1990, and I'm the youngest of my family, so I—I I feel I feel like a forever baby. But like, yeah, you oh, know. Okay. But I am growing into womanhood, so you know. That is a weird feeling. Mm-hmm. I feel like I just did that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not. It's so funny how um, I study astrology and astrology. Uh, it's every 29 years, uh, the planet Saturn comes back to where it was when you were born. And Saturn is like the father figure, the kind of karmic, like, I don't know, the karmic ruler. And so the first 29 years of your life is considered like you, the youth that you're just like experiencing everything. And then mm-hmm. from like 29 until like, I don't know, 50 or 60 or something, that's when you're like making your impact on the on the world. And then in the third phase of life is like your wisdom time. Like you're like you know, getting older and just more spiritual in that sense. So it's like, technically, I mean, a lot of there's a lot of like young Hollywood that's like, you know, maybe like 21, 22, and they're like hustling and I and all power to them. But like, I'm just turned 29, and I feel like I'm only now coming into myself. Like, yeah, you know, and it's been a long, it's been a long journey, but I still feel, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get to Hollywood till I was 30, mm-hmm. 32. Yeah, yeah, and and I and and I thought I was old. I thought I was late. 
And really? the stuff that went down after 32 was the crux of my career. And yeah. this, and this mm. thing, this oh, is my tunes. It's, it's, I it's, love it, the way it, you put that whole Saturn thing. I'm like, mm. oh, I'm not that far into my impact stage. Like, exactly. There's still time. Yeah. No, yeah. that's well, that's why like, yeah. don't rush me, people. Like, no. I'm not trying to get rushed here. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Because it's like I, like, I spent the first part of my life just being like, you know, a good student and then being kind of like a shithead punk. Um, mm-hmm. Excuse my language if you have to bleep it out. But like, I don't, I wouldn't have jokes and I wouldn't have like this drive that I do if I didn't kind of like get out a lot of um you know bullshit bullshit days of just mm-hmm. drinking 40s and you were a good student yeah oh yeah straight A high school and college yeah you went to high school in Philadelphia yes I did born and raised Philadelphia mm-hmm. and yep. um do you know the George school upstate near uh it's a Quaker school there. Uh, let's not talk about the Quakers. Well, moving on, moving yeah. on. Yeah, I, 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 growing <laughs> up, I was I, I, my family's from from uh, uh, Scranton and Great mm. Bend area, so Quakers were a big part of it. We grew yeah, up. I, in, I'm okay for Quakers are okay. We, All right. We grew up in in New Jersey, like right right across from Philadelphia. Oh, like Camden. Uh, close. Yeah, Trenton. Oh hell yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we loved driving through Pennsylvania. Because there was a series of like three or four towns that all had like really naughty names. Ooh. I can't remember thinking of it now. Pottstown. Yeah, and then there was something like really sexual, like oh man, Pussy Erectionville. Yeah, <laughs> I, I said Pussyland. You beat me to it. Pussyland is a great. That's the theme park in, in Balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. Balls, Pennsylvania. Ball, yeah. <laughs> is that what it is? It's near Scrotum. Scrotum. Why are we? So- <laughs> Man, I just remember like being a little kid and like that was Naughty what names. All, that's what the adults talked about. They're like, We can't wait to drive through Penis, Pennsylvania. Oh my <laughs> god. Pecker, Pennsylvania. Yeah, right. It's like, wow. oh, that's that's and then it, it was the the, the Amish is the big oh, thing. Oh, the yeah. Amish. They make really delicious soft pretzels. Aren't they the same? <laughs> the, the Quakers and the Amish? I thought they were No. They're rival gangs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you an Amish? Honestly, I lean more towards the Amish than I do the Quakers. Dun, 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 <laughs> is that because of Weird Al? Oh no, it's 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 a it's a just like a it's an old gripe. It's an old gripe. So, I have a gripe. Philadelphia's a city. You're a city girl. Yes, I am. And and what part I'm of city Philly? It. What part of Philly? Northwest Philadelphia. What's that mean? To okay, so there. there's Center City. Center City. And that has you know the what is it? Uh, city Hall. Which is like iconic, and with then, the bell. Mm-hmm. Well, there's all of that, like old Philly. Mm-hmm. There's the bell, and then Fairmount. There's you know, there's the art museum and stuff like that. Callahill is an area that like David Lynch like went to art school back when oh, he and wow. he was like super influenced, but like in a creepy way. Like mm-hmm. like Eraserhead was based off of his time in Callahill. Ooh, intercourse. Oh, intercourse, Pennsylvania. Thank God for the little magical box with the information we can intercourse. get. Intercourse. Followed um, by Smoketown. Wow. Bird in hand. Yeah. All in the way to land. These are all. These are Wait, all... I love that, actually. I'm going to like look it up. I want to remember this for the rest of my Thorndale. life. Because I'm such a city that we really, whenever we left Philly, I just kind of zoned out mm-hmm. and would like wake up. At I my just wanted parents' to friend's know house. Yeah, that I, I knew it was there somewhere. Anyway, I know I, the inter, wait. So it's Intercourse Smoke Show and what else? Smokeville. Fun. Bird in hand. Yeah, there's a couple. Bird in hand. Yeah. Which is a metaphor for. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so now. And now this you know. and and your neighborhood. Oh yeah, it was Germantown. It, oh, your Germantown is in Philly. Yes, it is. So Northwest Philly <laughs> is like, it's the part. It's a part of a city that has like. Bigger, older houses. It's like kind of colonial. Dangerous. Yeah, in the nineties. When you were growing up. When I was growing up in Germantown. Mm-hmm. And you're Jewish. I uh, I have Jewish in my. I am. My mom was. I am Jewish in that sense that there is Jewish in my blood. But I was raised Catholic. Oh, okay. I'm circumcised, so I'm Jewish. Oh, Jew. That's a good one. <laughs> Thank you. It's mine. Um. No, I really. I actually do love Hanukkah. And like right? latkes yeah. and like Jewish boys and stuff like that. So. Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> they know how to. Know so how a little bit rough in Germantown coming up. And, mm-hmm. and when did dad die? Did you grow up with dad or did he die? I did before? grow up with dad yeah. and he died when I was 14. Jeez, that's oh, wow. young. Yeah. Um, uh, how did that influence you? I mean, this guy 
was a lush and he, he was, was a lush yeah and he was big personality and he wanted me he enrolled me in catholic school for high school so i went to little flower catholic high school for girls wow. it was like surrounded by like barbed wire <laughs> of course it was yeah i made nuns cry it's so funny but the thing is <laughs> i went i went to that school because my older siblings were kind of like a little wild child mm-hmm. at the at the smart kid public school mm-hmm. so there is like like chain schools that were like for all the smart kids who tested mm-hmm. in public school at, and like my siblings went there and then just had too much fun so my dad is like i want the best for you and your other and your mm-hmm. other brother so you know you're gonna go to this school and then he died like he died like not even halfway through my freshman year so i remember just being like you know wearing this like maroon jumper with a white peter pan collar undershirt these like bowling shoes and having these nuns like call me a heathen and stuff and i'm just like ugh. like and then i have to like it was also when my dad died he actually died on valentine's day oh no but it was also the same day that my science fair project was due and so <laughs> the thing is i have, i was so like i was lit- like i was such this a stressed is so out happily sad i was the story of my life so i was just like Okay, dad's dead, but like I worked really hard on this science fair project. I need to hand it in. So I had my sister like drove me to school so I could just hand it in on time oh. and just like because like, it didn't occur to you that they you would be excused for this. One. I would I would be so excused. I would have yeah. I could take as much, but in my it just in my little brain I was like or a big brain I guess I was just like I gotta just keep keep going. And the only mm-hmm. thing that I could control was good grades. So mm-hmm. I think that's where. Yeah, but that that burns you out. Like I'm like just now, I'm constantly trying to like f- open my mind and figure out how to learn things in a different way or how to like explore and see things in a different way. And it's like right. getting a 4.0 looks good, but like when you are now you know pushing 30 and you're having a hard time like with your writing discipline, it's like oh yeah, it's probably because I'm burnt out because I didn't like that. I I mean, I just wanted to old like adults to think to just like leave me alone, and mm-hmm. that's why. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but the Catholic school, my, I might, I say my dad, him dying then gave me this like, all right, I'm going to dye my hair purple, be kind of goth and like mm-hmm. really lean into the sad girl stuff, like the Radiohead and all that stuff like that, all the sad music. But did yeah. you get therapy and stuff like that? I mean, unfortunately, no. So I was, I had the counselor, but like the, my family, like we did, there was no like what is it called like crisis control it was a lot of it's like all right well dad's dead and then six months after my dad died my mom was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer holy bananas yeah this is the conversation that i was eavesdropping on yeah so i mean but but it's like i'm telling you she was having on set with a like another actor and i was listening to this story but she hung on for she hung on for a long time yeah oh yeah she definitely did yeah so she so she beat it and then it came back Damn it! Because and I truly believe it's because she wasn't keeping up with the, like, what is it when you, was it what is it after treatments when, or whatever? Yeah, like you diet. As soon as she was cancer free, she didn't keep getting checkups and and yeah. also to be honest, you guys, very very stressful. Like when my dad died and then my mom was in charge of his house and this my grandpa died and her mom died. So she like this woman, my mom was going through a lot of stress on all the levels. Yeah. So like, and that feeds cancer. So for sure. So it's just like, you know, she fought the good fight, but like stress will kill you. So anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a, a powerful takeaway. Oh yeah. No, I get it. I'm pretty wise. I get it. <laughs> Once you lose, where it do you all. get your strength? Where do you get your resolve? Probably do you my allow mom. yourself to grieve, or uh, I would have it? to figure out what that means or how to do that. I don't think I've had proper grieving, and well, I'm going to change that today. Wow, on the let's show. do it. Let's cry. Let's cry. Let's all cry together. <laughs> but it's been a journey, and I'm very, very grateful. I have, I have four siblings, and we're, we're like, we're, we love each other, and. Where do you fall on the floor? I'm the youngest. Baby. Mm-hmm. Forever mm-hmm. baby. Oh, yeah. Little flower. Yep, I'm the little flower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, you know, what was I thinking? Uh, and then I have really good friends. So I'm like, I'm really grateful and I'm healthy and I don't know, doing what I love. Like, it's... Comedy is therapy. Mm-hmm. It really is. I think it's better than AA. <laughs> just because, I mean, I'm just, I mean, like, I love. <laughs> 
I just like love because like you're gonna if you start if you start realizing that there's like every community that you know has a space for you to like join like be under the roof together with a bunch of people. Yeah, you know you could. There's a church. There's like religion. There's cults. There's gyms. There's you know there's CrossFit. There's all the stuff yeah. like that and like. I really do think that comedy is like the the most glorious satire, sarcasm, <laughs> whatever school. It's, it's. I mean, it's just like it's funny. I I feel like com- get, when you get to stand up comedy, you've you've really reached some sort of depth of like like just rock, I don't want to say rock bottom necessarily, but like I'm not doing stand up like stand up. Like, you're fun. You're a happy, yeah, healthy, yeah, functional human. Stand up yeah. was like I'm saying. I like, I remember the other day my dad died. Like. In a matter of like, there's tears and 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 like heartbreak, but then like a few minutes later, someone's cracking a joke about like donuts and stuff like that, yep. you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just like yep. this is what we have to do, like, yep. mm-hmm. and and then that shaped kind of my outlook on things. I'm I'm practicing a lot of like positivity these days, but like I definitely I feel post death, you guys. Like I don't I'm not like the earthquakes quaking, and I'm like I'm scared, but whatever, like. Can't, well, can't that's, be scared. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, mm-hmm. isn't that weird too that misery loves company? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how we go. Where more miserable people are that are the most hilarious people mm-hmm. you've ever met at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of my good friends, she's also a comedian, but she, one of my favorite bits she does, she goes, uh, "I took a break from stand-up comedy because I was happy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I got married. Uh. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> yeah. There's so many people who make jokes like, like, um." I'm worried that if I were to be happy, I wouldn't have anything to joke about. And I'm like, all right, like, yeah, but maybe like flip the chair over and try to look at it a different way. Like, you, there's that's the thing about like joke writing. It's like, what's the first joke you told on stage? <laughs> mm. I okay, I would say the first joke was, um, do you guys want to hear a Whole Foods joke? Yep. Okay. Oh, because you you I work at, Whole at Foods you're before. in your your uh, yeah your once your, upon a time yeah, and so. Have you and it starts off with uh have you ever raw dogged it and woke up the next day and your pussy was itching? <sighs> so you know that you can put all natural Greek yogurt as a topical and it'll get rid of the itch. Nuh uh. Mm-hmm. Really? It's an all natural, like anti itch, like yeast. I had to tell my wife that. Yeah, and you know, not that, that her pussy itches. I was but like, "What I, are you doing to her?" I, I had, I, I had flaming jock itch, and I coconut oil. Oh, so did I flaming step jock on the, itch? Did did I, and oh, I haven't had it my done. whole life. It's just the Wait, last the couple weeks. Done. Well, no, the joke's not done. Okay, done. so heckler, you could put Greek yogurt <clears throat> on, on your pussy to stop it from itching, but do you know you could also insert cloves of garlic up yes. there to help with the pH balance. I've heard that. And if you're really lucky, you can see some cucumbers in the produce section and <laughs> fuck yourself with a cucumber and then splooge tzatziki sauce. Uh, but it's not tzatziki sauce if there's no dill. Um, you gotta add dill. But it's a recipe joke. Um, but I also don't think inserting garlic is good for you, good for you so I can't really, It's I don't really say that joke anymore. That's a wives' tale. Mm-hmm. But so like, funny though. I mean, it was just like a little gross out stuff but i'm sorry I, I stepped on it it's no it's okay like it's it's really just it's a cum joke it's a it's a food cum porn joke. joke it's yeah. a it's like it's gross it's uh, a good what's your first joke or do you have an equivalent like the gun thing is no is, that's really developed um my first stand i remember this what i was just about to go through a divorce oh wow <laughs> and so it was all making fun of my soon-to-be ex-husband and like the rules that we had set up because we had to live together for like six months or something mm-hmm. before it just for financial reasons like mm-hmm. i couldn't move out and so living in separate bedrooms it was a lot of like don't ask don't tell it was so oh yeah and so he would come home so late and like <laughs> yeah just i i'm sure i have it written down somewhere but it was a lot of storytelling my my that. i couldn't i could not tell my first joke ever if i if i'd stuck with it and if i still did stand up mm-hmm. mine was like <clears throat> hey folks i'm Forgive me for being a little bit down, but I I just lost my job. I just got I just lost my job, but I I hearken back to what my grandfather used to say to me. You know how it is. Last hired, first to show up Monday morning with an AK-47 assault rifle. Oh my god! And then, then I then I mimicked 
blasting the audience, wow. throwing a grenade, and then killing myself. Yeah. And it, and I did that in Harvard Square, and it killed. Oh, you did that in Harvard Square? Yeah, just catch a rising star. Can't do that today. No. Definitely that's not. That's the very first joke. Now, wow. what year what year did you write that? That would be in 1991. Wow. wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So. so Columbine hadn't even happened yet. No. Wow. No, but back in the day, we called massacres going postal. Because oh, yeah. they only happen in post offices. <gasps> yeah. That's true. Tell That's me why. True. I don't true. like Mondays. I mean, now we just call it going. Theater. <laughs> oh my god. Now we call it Thursday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. You know what's not sad? <gasps> music. Music is what music. the really. Now that we've gotten to know Margot Bateman. Oh my gosh! Did I overshare? <laughs> not on this show. No way. Margot Bateman, this is your song number one. This is Lucinda Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, change the locks. Or this is this song is brand new to me, and it happened on July Fourth. Just this most recent July Fourth, like a couple just days ago. a couple days wow. ago. Wow, fresh. Yeah. Oh, it's a fresh one. Yeah. Okay. So I have this like re- on and off again relationship with alcohol. Mm-hmm. I have the, one of my openers recently is uh, I used to be a recovering alcoholic. Now I'm just a light drinker. <laughs> I make my friends really nervous. But I've been bartending for like over five years. I have this like part of me that truly identifies with the bar fly, watering hole, just like almost like glorified degenerate, just like like space to exist in. Because um, I come from a dive, like my background in bartending is a dive bar in Philly. So I just love What's a the good- name of it. The L bar. The L bar. Oh yeah, the L bar. What's that like? What's that um, like? It's iconic. 1979. Mm-hmm. If anybody goes to Philadelphia, go to the L bar. Tell them Margot told you. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. About it. Good. It's good. a. It's a family. That bar is so cool. There's a big backyard. There's a cool jukebox. One pool table. Nice. You have like a, a Philly special as a PBR tall boy and a shot of whiskey for like three twenty five or three fifty. Still three fifty. Yeah, you can get the basically. It's like at the L bar, you can get drunk with a date for. Hang 20 on, bucks. I'm gonna call my sponsor. <laughs> it's over. I'm it's going to the L bar. <laughs> Is it like it's always sunny in Philadelphia in there? Uh, I, I I think that the always sunny in Philadelphia gang they they play more on like South Philly like okay. white Irish people, which is still hilarious. But it's not my that's not my bag. Got it. But okay, so the other day I went to the drawing room uh, for Fourth of July in Los Feliz in Los Feliz. Yeah, mm. um, because there's this like uh, man about town. His name is Dino. And he's a he's a drinker. He's a guy who's in comedy somehow. I I, I don't really know. I just know he's like Greek guy. Dino yeah, Stanislavos. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, know he's Dino. Great. Yeah. Um. So I ran into him at Club TG the night before. Um. I was with my friend Tara, uh, colleague Tara, and he was like, "I'm gonna have air fried chicken at the drawing room tomorrow." And I'm like, I I got fired a month ago. I've been down and out in Hollywood. I've been here before. It's not my first rodeo. But I was definitely like, you know, I want to go get some air fried chicken. I want to go to the drawing room before I go to this comic like backyard party because honestly, I, I want to. I just need to be in that space, like that dark space. Okay, mm-hmm. so I go to the I go to the drawing room and Dino's not there. There's no food. There's only a couple of regulars, and I'm just at, I sit at the end of the bar and I'm. I order, you know, a shot of whiskey, a tall glass of water, and I'm reading. And just this, the one guy, Kalisco, on one side of me, and then the bartender, Ashley. Like, they were just so cool and so welcoming. And I was just like, this is where I... Like, I, I truly feel like I belong here. And Ashley had played the jukebox, and I heard the Lucinda Williams song. And it was just this, like, like lucid feeling of, like... You know, the perfect dive bar with the perfect shot of whiskey, with the perfect song, yeah, yeah. and just like being, I'm just like so comfortable. Comes and I, I think that's like, comes together. Yeah. So that's, I love this song. I, there's a live recording of it where she just like growls like, <laughs> like every line. And so I also do impressions. So I want to like work on a cover of this yeah, song, but like cool. really just yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. 
fall out and that like rock and roll. Do you have personal like, experience with the lyrics of this song? Um, I I definitely know what it's like to be in love with somebody who you feel kind of powerless over. So you have to do everything in your power to like, I don't know, take get the upper hand. Um, and I feel like that's what she's doing in this song. So yes. Yeah. So yeah, I do. So yeah, the uh, long story short, yeah. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. his name? Oh my God! No, no you had to tell me. Okay. No way. Because I heard the I heard the lyrics for the very first time. I love the song. It's a brand new one for me. Mm. And it, I went right into how many times have I been a dick? And, mm. You know. Oh. I'm sure, many times. It's okay. I men. I've realized. I've heard somewhere like men don't <laughs> so mature until they're 43. Fucking dicks. I know. Doesn't that suck? White heterosexual men are fucking dicks. Yeah, we're familiar. <laughs> the fucking. You know what? All people can be dicks. All right? <laughs> you're right. You're All right. Thank you, Maggie. Are shitty sometimes. That's why you command I'm the ship. Yeah, yes, of course. Okay, we're all in this I together. I pride myself on being shitty. Great first song. Thank you, guys. Great stories. Yeah. We're rolling okay, here, baby. Okay, we're ready, tuning I'm ready and shuffling. Oh, right. oh my god! Oh my god! I love that it was so recent. All right, song number two. Definitely, it definitely like gets uh, crazier the longer it goes. That's any Sonic Youth song. Um, so that was Teresa's Sound World. Yes. Um, Where does it take you? Okay, it takes me to Milwaukee mm. in 2009 or 10. I think summer of 2009. And I'm with uh, my coolest friends. They're from Chicago. Mm. Um, I met them in college in Boston. Um, just like... This one guy, Clay, who was like four years older than me, um, he was just this like music guy with like some really cool stoner friends, and he had known my best friend Mariella, who I ended up meeting at Emerson because we were roommate, we were sweet mates, mm-hmm. and she's and she was like a just this badass girl, and we just clicked right away, and they were the kind of friends that. Like they were, they would buy concert tickets and make sure that they would have fun, like fun times, like always. And I was always somebody who, like, wanted to have fun times, but never got my stuff together to like make it happen. Yeah. So it's almost like I just fell into this like French, like group of friends that, like, were like, hey, over the summer, let's go to Pitchfork. Let's have, let's like do a road trip from Boston to Chicago. We go to Pitchfork Music Festival. And then we drive to Milwaukee and see Sonic Youth. Cool. And I'm just like, thank you. Yes, please. <laughs> and I, I, in high school, I listened to like Sonic Youth and whatever, like alt, a lot of like 90s alt, post-punk, whatever. Yeah. And I felt pretty isolated because I didn't have any friends in high school that listened to that kind of music. And it was, so going to college and then can't I'm, imagine like, in Catholic school. Yeah, I mean, but. there was like yeah, we were there, there was a lot of like scene kids, like a lot of emo kids, but it wasn't like it just wasn't noise. And Sonic Youth, just like first of all, top top fa- like top five favorite bands. I just love the distortion in a lot of their songs, but it's still like rocking. It's just like I don't know, it's classic. But this reminds me of going to this. Uh, venue with my buddies and it's just like a coming of age really it felt like a coming of age song of just like as soon as Teresa's sound world started playing it was just like I'm in the I'm in like the front just kind of like listening to Sonic Youth and just being like I'm cool as hell like mm-hmm. this is literally like I I get it I want to just get stay it. in this forever yes, like ma'am. I, you know yeah. so yes, ma'am. yeah it's definitely a song that reminds mm. me of like being 19. Was just, that like your first road trip? I would say that was definitely the first cool road trip I like did. Like without your parents? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love the I love that the festival's name is Pitchfork. Yeah. What is that all about? Well, um, <laughs> I love it. Country maybe? That's what I would No. Oh, okay. okay, you guys ready for this? Yeah. Okay. Bring it. Bring Pitchfork it. Uh, is a music website and it has been known amongst like indie art hipster kids which you know unfortunately boomed post 2008 
like just the popularity of being kind of snobby. Uh, it's an indie. It's like an indie music review okay, website. Okay. When I was a freshman in college, you would check out that website, and they would have like record reviews that were like pretty okay. But the thing is, they they threw Pitchfork Music Festival in Chicago, which was like very small, mm-hmm. and it had like the band, like just these like bands that were exciting to at the time for me to listen to, like Built to Spill or Yaysayer when they had a good record. Um, like, I'm. It's just like it was like an alt festival for before it was before it got mainstream but it's mm-hmm. it's like pretty mainstream now i mean by it, pitchfork we got to contact them and see if they're interested in what we're doing yeah i think so for some reason i want to get in touch with pitchfork please check Fuck it yeah. out i'm trying yeah. to think of like my first great road trip i think it was with my sister oh, i got mine Ooh. now yeah go, go. we we were living here in orange county uh-huh. and then uh i got a radio gig in uh or i was moving to minnesota to live with my dad for a little oh. bit i was taking this internship that's exactly what it was cool. to become a party planner of all things Whoa. Uh, at his company the starkey company and uh because i just quit this radio job and i was like man i'm not getting paid a lot to do something that's like really hard work and blah mm-hmm. blah 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 uh, fast forward, I only lasted maybe like six weeks, two months of that internship. And I was like, no, I think radio's for me. And then yes. I got a morning show gig in Wisconsin, of all places. So, oh, wow. But that road trip we took, she, uh, I had just bought a uh, brand new Ford Focus, and it had nothing equipped with it. Like, it still had crank-up windows. I think it was like 2005. And uh, it was a stick shift, which I really, really wanted because my first car was a, was a manual. But my sister didn't know how to drive that, so I drove the whole way, Dang. which was really annoying. Um, but fun at the same time and the only time we really got on each other's nerves was in the middle of Nebraska we had stopped and slept and the only thing we could agree on to listen to was Eminem and his uh, Marshall Mathers oh my god that was it because she was like very corn and I was rent soundtrack Eminem Eminem was where we met I love it and in the middle of Nebraska I I think we're like day three of this trip and we wake up she hadn't had her coffee yet and I was like just read me my horoscope because we're the same we're both Virgo read my horoscope I don't want to read your horoscope so I took the paper and I threw it out the window in the middle of like I whatever whatever 40 I think it was on the, the middle of the highway and she was like what the fuck and we're just fighting and i pull over and i pulled my grandpa's move i was like you're gonna get out of the car and you're gonna like it she got out of the car and i drove away <gasps> what? i left her on the side of the highway for how long? oh not long i went and turned right back around I was yeah like, my mother will kill me if i yeah. don't pick her up so i went i mean she was out there for 10 minutes oh nothing. my god of course but, but virgo still, sisters damn isn't that hilarious yeah so we picked her and now we laugh we're like fuck nebraska uh, <laughs> read my horoscope you read the horoscope Oh my gosh! Jeez. Do you want to listen to Eminem again, <laughs> <laughs> sisters? Yeah. Nine, mine is nineteen eighty three, the year I graduated high school. Oh my god! It was a Breakfast Club kind of thing because mm-hmm. it was five guys without. It was five guys all from different cliques, but we all had tickets to this concert. Yeah, Journey. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Brian Adams opened up. Oh. Know, driving home this evening. Yes. Because what I had it all worked out. <laughs> and I was on my fifth fucking heartbreak at that point. Oh. But these guys like uh, Mike Pasternak, Jeff Hurlman, Marty Bowman, Bobby Oliver, me, a oh, couple Bobby other guys. Were, Pat Conley was with us. <clears throat> we had two cars, and we would like like raise hell at every stoplight, every pullover. Yeah. Just insane. And and the one thing I do remember, we crashed at Mike Pasternak's like stepdad's house and we had to go to mass like the next morning after the concert yeah and we like motley crew walking in there and the priest completely chastised us mm. and we loved it yeah we loved, loved it. it like I'm you walk into star. my church yeah. oh it was totally yeah i i, I that just it, came to love me it, that's love yeah. it. my my first and best like cool road trip yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. that's rad i love mm-hmm. that i love that that's where that takes you just a small town <laughs> <clears throat> All right, Margo, here is your song number <gasps> three. Ah. I'm a picker, I'm a grinner, I'm a lover, and I'm a sinner. I play my music in the sun. I'm a joker, I'm a smoker, I'm a midnight toker. I get my loving on the run. Classic wow, rock. I love this song. I yes. love this song too. I love I, you in this song. I am a joker. I'm a smoker. 
I'm a toker. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I tried to cut some cigarettes. I the song brings me straight to childhood, driving in the passenger seat of my dad's 1979 Cadillac Coupe DeVille, ice blue. <laughs> had an eight track player, and like I said earlier, I'm the youngest of five, so you never I, got to sit in the passenger seat. Oh, I mean, I got to. I mean, <laughs> it's sometimes I got to sit in the passenger seat in that coupe. But my, so my brothers, Maurice and Matthew and me, we would just go on drives with my dad. Um, and I have a brother named Maurice. Uh, really? Yeah. yeah so Whoa. you guys love this song. We love this song. Yes. We love this whole record. But like, yeah. this was like, especially this one. They're like, you said your name. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It was like, and you yeah. know, growing up watching like the Beauty and the Beast, there was the uh, the father of Belle who's named Crazy Old Maurice. And he, oh, Maurice was yeah. like, I don't like that. But yeah. with, like when we heard this song, it was like, all right, this is pretty cool. Like yeah. we can get down with it. There's and, a connection. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I got it. Can't stress enough. The eight track player is a big memory of mine. I was choosing between the Steve Miller band and uh, Willie Nelson. Mm. Equally good pick. There was there was one song that's like, oh wait, this could be. I think this might be the Steve Miller band, but the lyric is, "I really love your beat." It's the same song. Shake your tree. Okay, so there's twofold to this. I remember in the passenger seat with my dad listening to that and being very young and just hearing that line Uh and being uncomfortable. Yeah. I was like You get you got it. Yeah, I got I was like Oh my god. And I was it was like one of the early like like I get grown up humor. Yeah, I get grown, <laughs> I get grown up humor, but also like because you know I didn't I I didn't have any peaches on this tree. I was a little girl, but so then I just like understood like damn like I felt really safe listening to that song, but as soon as I like heard the lyric about getting kind of obje- the Not person getting objectified, totally, I was just like, "Damn, that's gonna be uh, that's probably gonna be rock and roll, man. Gotta figure it out. Got if you you really like, because I'm like maybe I'm gonna like that you like my peaches, but I don't like that you're calling a lady's tits peaches. It, it doesn't. That is interesting. Yeah, that is. Really I really love your peaches, what a... and I'm just like, ah. Uh... You, why did you add that last part? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so fascinating. It's yeah. fascinating, yeah. But I'm like, you know, just because I'm like... I, I bet you're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, Except that Rolling really... Stone magazine is like one of the greatest lines in rock and roll history <laughs> yeah. ever. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and the thing is, it's like, I, it's, I'm not a, I'm not a prude. It's like, I do think that's no, a cool no, no, line, no, but yeah. it's like, it just, I was so young and... Of course. You know, there's a couple, I just have, a, there's a couple songs that like started to become aware of that everything was sexualized like you want to know what song that was for me hmm. Cheryl Crow All I Want to Do <gasps> loved that song I love that song and then I went to sing it for karaoke and I was like holy crap she's sleeping around a lot yeah I didn't get it until I went mm. to sing Cheryl it Cheryl Crow yeah. is so cool I am mm-hmm. so right? I, I, I did I think I put the Lucinda Williams on instead of a Cheryl Crow song but mm. I did I like I, I just came back from a trip from Vegas with my sister, and we were listening to, like, I'm leaving Las Vegas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, man, Cheryl Crow is dope, right? Yeah, that was my come to L.A. song. She was doing the sun comes up on, on the south, and I was living with, so with Mary Lynn, and, and I was living with Mary Lynn Rice Cobb and Sarah Silverman right up on Santa Monica wow. Boulevard, and they were cranking that song. I'm so glad that, we got to, yeah, that you brought up Cheryl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's fascinating that that's... That's the song that did it for me, where I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. oh, there's some there- sex, Another, yeah, sex, exactly." <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm gonna have to participate in that soon. Um, I just remember loving that song as like a like in the '90s as a young girl, and my mom was cool with it, and like we all, it was yeah, it was like Flam and Clean Night, and we that would be on, and I'd be like, "Yes!" Yeah. And then being an adult and hearing that again, I was like. Oh, mm-hmm. my mom didn't say anything, and yet I got a lecture about Papa, don't preach. I've been li-, people right? want to hate Madonna so bad. No, I love her. No, 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 but like they yeah. want to like when I say hate Madonna, they want to like think that her she's like explicit. I guess because she's calling herself Madonna. I guess that's always been scary. I know but that the I've- lecture was like you can like a song, but you don't have to agree with what she's saying. Uh... That was the lecture. Did Cindy Lauper get the same kind of harassment as Madonna, or is she more acceptable? I think Madonna is like. I'm like a virgin, and yeah, I'm, yeah. you know, another level. Madonna was on MTV. Madonna is mm. like so cool. I could, I should have. I mean, there's another. I could have put a Madonna like True Blue, but anyway, 
Well, here's a tidbit. Let's go back for just a second then, since you love Madonna so much. Sonic Youth, here's a little wide tune <gasps> shuffle for you. Do you know this? Yes, I do. Oh, okay, so I they, don't. Cr- they created a separate band. I don't know how to say her surname, Sacconi. I call it Sacconi Youth, yeah. Yeah, Sacconi so. Youth, and Sacconi is Madonna's surname. It's her last name. Oh, okay. And so they did one album. It was called the Whitney album, but they never toured for that. I so have it on group, wax. Yeah, so the wow. group Sonic Youth was Sacconi Youth. Sacconi. I call it Chaconi. Okay, or Chicone. Well, I wasn't yeah. sure. Yeah, well, yeah. That, but anyway, that's an interesting t- nugget yeah. right there. They, Damn interesting nugget. That record is so awesome. And it's like, yeah, basically like Sonic Youth doing these like Sonic Youth versions of these pop songs. Yeah. And I just remember that I'm addicted to love, but that's on the, that's <laughs> on the record, but it's not Madonna. It's just, but they oh, have Palmer, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, they have a really Neat. cool cover of that. So the Joker. Mm-hmm. Steve Miller Band. Yeah. Number three. I love yeah. it. You ready for song number four? Yes. All right, introduce this one. Okay, that is Party Police by Always. I was wondering like, when there was a typo there, but mm-hmm. it's in fact how it is spelled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very dreamy, very dreamy poppy. Uh, and it takes me straight to the Bigfoot Lodge, which is another what? bar. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, it's a bar. Okay. On Venice like, Boulevard? What? No. There's, is there a it's b- not on, is it on Venice Boulevard? I don't know. It's in... Um, in LA? Yeah. Culver City. No, it's in... Lo- oh, there's that one. There's, there's that one. That's, one. that's Bigfoot. Lodge, Lodge West. Okay. Oh. I go talking- by there and say, back in the day, that would have been my hangout. <laughs> yes, I'm talking about the Bigfoot Lodge East. Okay. So Bigfoot Lodge is a bar that looks like a ski lodge. Mm-hmm. And there's like animatronic <laughs> animals that kind of are moving there, moving around, <laughs> up go. and down. I gotta go there. There's a big California flag, like the big California flag with the bear. and uh, Perfect. I sing karaoke there on Mondays. Perfect. I have uh, I've been going to a comedy show there for years, um, and it, it's transformed to another show called Night Coffee, um, <laughs> and they, that's just like code for whiskey. But ah. um, James Fritz is the guy who came up with the that on his album. But uh, the Bigfoot Lodge has been almost this like, I guess another watering hole, but a little bit more sentimental than drawing room um mm-hmm. because it's where i did a, have done a lot of socializing as a comic and um like kind of like like i seek refuge there uh and there is one time i was like showing up and uh james fritz and alan strickland williams have a show called night coffee and they're at the they were at the end of the bar. I've this might have been like over a year ago or maybe a year and a half ago. I don't remember, but um, sometimes like because James Fritz, they both those guys love music, and James was in control of the so I think the iPod or whatever. Like just he was playing music. So some, when he plays music on this on the at the bar, it's like you know. Um, really familiar if make if you feel like you're with friends that you've known your entire life and at that particular point in my life i thought that i was in love with this married guy this like comic who Ugh. was married with kids and i was kind of confused um and cuz i'd have these like cuz i was like pretty down and out at that point <laughs> i've been down and out my whole life okay but it's funny um <laughs> i was down and out this time and this this married guy was like I don't know I was falling for him in this way that was just like it felt like we had known each other from a different past life or something yeah. and and I but I was still like you know c- confused in who I am and what boundaries are and we didn't do anything it wasn't anything like I, I we didn't break any boundaries but I remember like going to the bar and seeing Alan and seeing Fritz and just kind of sitting down and just exhaling and uh the party police song came on and it was just felt like I was in this like sweet 
film or something that was uh-huh, just like friends uh-huh. hanging out and just like knowing that even just saying it aloud that I think I was in love with that guy made me just feel like you, maybe you just you do love this person but you're not in love and the lyrics the like those song lyrics can't be beat like um like something something debauchery it's like it's it's a really the lyrics to the party police song you guys gotta like listen to it but it's just like will do it definitely brings comfort to like that stage after like i don't know it's like this perfect naive space between like real adulthood and like young i don't know being a kid i don't know but it's just a sweet song. It's a sweetie song. It's a great story. Um, it's a, it's a, it's, I can really see myself in your stories, how you relate your stories to the music. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can, I, I, it feels like we're there. Yeah. Oh, that, that's, that makes me feel good to hear. Good oh, to hear. That's, that's, yeah, that's what this is oh all about. Oh, my God. The la- mm-hmm. uh, the, you guys, the last song is going to be the, the funny one that's weird. All right. Well, then let's get to it. Song okay. number five. Uh-huh. I used to be a hard for someone. The times have changed. The less I say, the more my work gets done. Cause I live and breathe. It's Philadelphia Take it away. Slaps, slaps. That's Philadelphia Freedom by Elton John, by Sir Elton Sir John. Sir Elton. <laughs> mm-hmm. And from a homegirl, indeed, a home girl. from Philadelphia. Yes, I am ninth generation Philadelphian. <laughs> and it's true. Daughter of the American Revolution. Me nice. too. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Indeed. That is so interesting. I've never met another one wow. that even knew what that was. I mean, I don't have my, I didn't get my paperwork in, but like, I definitely am My mom one. has it somewhere. Yeah. I know yeah. that yeah, it's, I'm, I know one of my cousins has it. Yeah. My, my sisters are uh, daughters of Patrick Henry. Is that the same oh. thing? Revolution he, is different. Did he fight in Give the me liberty or give me death. Patrick Henry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. That's probably it. Yeah. Okay. That's so cool. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, it's interesting. So, this is the song that played while my dad was buried. What? Oh. Yeah. Wow. I, is that his request? I. So I'm the youngest of uh, him and my mom's kids that they had together. But he had a first wife, mm-hmm. and so the old, the eldest, uh, Anne Louise, was the one who like, I don't know, paid for the wedding. And like the funeral, the funeral, yeah, exactly, right. I'm like, it's so funny wedding funerals. Um, <laughs> <laughs> same thing. Um, but she made these mix CDs for people riding in cars of songs that she remembered that our dad really loved. And I knew my dad liked Elton John, like I knew he did, and because my dad had some of that like joie de vivre, uh-huh. you know, yeah. Um. But I was super surprised when this song was playing while his casket was being like put under, like, like just it was so flamboyant and it was just so and you know, like dramatic. But that's also like how she was choosing to celebrate my dad. Yeah, and I remember her just saying this was like one of his favorite songs. Like, I'm just seeing. I'm seeing the the. Casket being lowered and the song goes, and then the credits are rolling. Oh my god! It is a life. Yeah, life imitates art, or art imitates life. I don't know. Feels like it. Wow. Yeah, but yeah. So I, I, I also just like, you know, had a couple of like Elton John records that I would play in my dorm room when I woke up, and like, just like you know, even just the greatest hits. And then I had all my roommates are like. Wow, you really love waking up and hearing Elton John. Like, mm-hmm. and that, that was, was the your... semester that I had a 4.0. <laughs> that was your grieving, though, I think. Yeah, exactly. So, I, yeah. yeah. So, the grieving with all of this, with what, like, the, what I've been through and, or like, losing my parents and stuff, it's like, it, a lot of it is through music appreciation. Um, sometimes I'll catch myself tearing up, but, Often I like I'll let music feel do the feeling feelings for me like mm. so I'll just I'll just, like sit into just like appreciating it but I'm not like you know it's really hard for me to like let myself really feel after it like it's like I like to I like 
don't know. I like I'm an edge lord for emotions of my own ed- my own feelings. So I just didn't expect that to be your dad's. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so that's fascinating. That's a really interesting twist on that. What's yeah. the nugget? Did you get a nugget on yeah, this one? Any... Oh my god! Of course, this Let's song. There's a. Here's the short version. I mean, it's a bicentennial song. Uh, this, okay, here, I'll give you everything that I read about okay. it then in the, in a short little nugget. Mm-hmm. So Elton met a tennis player also from Philadelphia, and he wrote a lot of music with Bernie Taupin. Mm-hmm. And it was very unusual for Elton to be like, hey, I need a song titled this, Philadelphia Freedom. And Bernie was like, what? I don't want to, I don't want to write that. I don't want to, hmm. I don't get it. But he promised this tennis star who was also gay at the time, but both of them were married. She was married to a man. He was married to a woman at the time, and they couldn't be openly gay. Uh, so this was kind of his tribute to her. It was also the wow, yeah. So Billie Jean King. Yep. Yep. Oh, okay. 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 Yep. Yeah. Uh, and she, uh, <laughs> this was also a song that Elton John kind of purposely sought out to be a number one hit because at the time radio programmers didn't want to play songs that were longer than three three and a half minutes mm. because it would mess up their programming mm-hmm. 14 songs in a row. So Elton was like, nope, I'm going to write a hit and it is going to be five minutes long and you are going to play it. Ooh. Right. And so of course it became a hit and, uh, That's and, power. and radio programmers were like, God damn. <laughs> uh, also this was, Elton was one of the first white performers on the show Soul Train mm. and oh. he performed this song mm. And Benny and the Jets. Oh, wow. No kidding. Yeah. I'd love to see it. But Benny yeah. and the Jets. That's so good. That's right? such a good song. There's so much to this song. So I was fascinated. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. To, to research that. Yeah. And, and, and Elton John is a family fave in my in my family. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like a, he, and I'm sure in many. He's a he's an American. He's an, oh, he's, he's not even American, is he? He's, where, where is he from? Across the pond? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's in the UK. English. Yeah. But he's I, a treasure. I, I had he's the, a global treasure. He's a glo- He is a treasure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. I had the forty-five mm-hmm. Philadelphia Ooh, Freedom. Oh, very cool. And I know what the flip side is. <gasps> yes. What Sugar is- on the floor. Yes. Oh. Yeah. And as a kid, I had a swearing problem. <laughs> And a temper problem. Yes, me too. And and I substituted my cursing by saying "sugar on the floor," <gasps> based on the flip side of Philadelphia. Isn't I love Isn't that. Weird? Isn't that I weird? Sugar on, Creek on sugar on the floor. I would wow. say that's good because I was a I said fuck in like second grade. My mom used to joke and say <laughs> that my first words were mom, and then my second words were mother. Yeah. <laughs> clucker, clucker, mother clucker, clucker. Mother clucker. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, well. Where do you think a little girl learned that? Like you and dad, like yeah. you know. And another thing is, it's like I don't appreciate soap being put in my mouth. Like mm. you bitch. Oh man. <laughs> oh my god, I love my parents. What kind of peace. soap was it? Mm. Bar soap. Ivory, I bet. Ivory. Exactly. I bet it was ivory. Uh, it's, yeah, ivory. Standard in your mouth soap. It's re- yeah. And now it- you walk through Whole Foods, they have edible soap. No way. Yes, you have. I just was there I this can't. week. I don't want. I don't. Enough is enough. That on your vagina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Full so circle. Weird. And then ask your boyfriend to like literally eat it. Bam. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh. Don't laugh at your own jokes, Margaret. All right. uh, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't ask for a better face. Did you just call yourself yeah. Margaret? Yeah. Oh my gosh, because I'm Margaret too. You are. Yeah. So wow. we have Maggie Mayfield and Margot Bateman, but Margot's my yeah Margot's my stage name, Margaret. So. That's amazing. We're Margaret. I love that. That's interesting. I, yeah. yeah. Like Thanks Mar- for bringing us I, together. I always called you Maggie, uh, coming mm. in. Yeah. Yeah. Never yeah. Been a Maggie. I always say Margaret is. This is terrible. <gasps> Margaret is my slave name. <laughs> oh. Oh. Margaret, do the dishes. Margaret, clean yeah. your room. Margaret, you owe me money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Chase. Uh, oh my gosh. Sorry, I discover. It's yeah. a classic name. It's a yeah. classic name. We were born to be authors, mm-hmm. I think. Oh wow. my gosh, Margaret. Yeah, Margaret Bateman. <laughs> that is an author's name for mm-hmm. sure. You All think? right, it is. People yes. say I look like Justin Bateman. Yeah, I can see that. Where'd that come from? Justin or Jason? Jason. Jason. Jason, Jason Bateman. Yeah. yeah. My mother goes, you know, you like are him. Justin Bateman. Yeah. Jason mm. Bateman's long lost brother. I'm going to market that this year for standard yeah. work. Yeah. 
All right, well, let's, uh, let's take a brain break. Yeah, we okay. just went through the Fave Five, and it's <clears throat> David Earl Waterman's turn to play a game we call Band Name or Bar Name. That's Ooh. right, ladies and gentlemen, the exclusive original game show associated with y Shuffle, because <laughs> what's music without going to bars and hearing it mm-hmm. that has been the impetus of this particular contest type quiz show called Band Name or Bar Name? Now, Margo, what's going to happen here is I'm going to read you the name of a bar mm-hmm. and the name of a band located in the wonderful Texas city of Austin. I'm going to read you the names, and then you're going to guess with Maggie Mayfield, our host, which one is the name of the bar and which one is the name of the band. Are you ready to play the game? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to set the timer for three minutes and 32 seconds. <gasps> We're in Austin, Texas. <clears throat> And I just uh, ran into you guys. I said, you guys want to go grab a drink and hear some music? And you have both readily agreed. Yeah. So are we going to go to Midnight Cowboy and (laughs) grab a drink? Um, Or are we going to and and listen to the band Spoon? Mm. Or are we going to go to Spoon and listen to the band Midnight Cowboy? Remember, we're in Austin, Texas. I know this. Oh, can I say it? Or yeah. You are okay, going to play. Yeah, both of okay. you are going to get to guess. So. Spoon is absolutely the band. Midnight Cowboy is the bar. Oh, I was going to say the other way around. Spoon so, is like an ice cream place. Spoon is, is like a, the, the name of the restaurant? Yeah. Okay, so you're, you're, you're mixed doubles on this. Both oh, of you on the play. Okay, <gasps> so Spoon is an American rock band nice. formed in Austin, yeah. Texas. The band comprises Britt Daniel, Jim Eno, Rob Pope, Alex Fischel and Gerardo Larrarius. Critics have described the band's musical style as indie rock, cool. indie pop, art rock, and experimental rock. <laughs> you can check them out in Austin, Texas. You can go online and get their music, and uh, they tour all the time, and they're just wonderful. Midnight Cowboy is a cocktail bar mm, located cool. in Austin, Texas. Uh, it's got uh, an intimate setting. Uh, it's a reservations-only lounge. Love it. Known for its hip speakeasy vibe and old-school cocktail menus. If you're at 313 East 6th Street in Austin, Texas, check out Midnight Cowboy. Yes, uh, I will. I will. When I go to when I go to Austin, I will check. check you guys out. should meet up. Yeah. Are you gonna be there at the same time? I don't know. I don't know. When, when are you going? going? I haven't. I haven't decided. Maybe I don't know. August. You're working there. Twentieth. Maggie. I mean, oh, I'm sorry, I, July 20th. So like in a couple weeks. Like oh yeah, weeks, no, yeah. I'm not gonna go any. I'm probably. You should try go to make it. and let them know that they yeah. were on White Tunes yeah, and Shuffle. Well, thank you for playing the game. Oh, you are the winner. Thank you. Um, and everybody's really a winner just yes. by playing the game. <laughs> uh, your job now, uh, Margo, is to take us to any city in the world for next week's bar name or band name. Awesome. Yeah, any okay. city you want. Um, and I'll spend uh, all next week for an hour researching it. Okay, I want to do someplace in Florida. Ooh, not been to Florida much. What about Fort Lauderdale? Why not Fort Lauderdale, Florida? Right. I'm sure there's a ton of like spring breaky type names. <laughs> the Gizzle Hut, you oh, know, st- the, the Guzzle Gizzle Hut. The Guzzle Hut. <laughs> the Guzzle Hut. Who's playing the Guzzle Hut? This the 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 surf queers. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hello, is this thing on? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, folks. Yeah, so when we did the I'm background dying. work, I'm with two comics. We I'm... we met on we met on set, and our well, we had to just laugh. We just had to laugh on set. So there's a lot of like oh, that's for, right. forced we fake laughed. Yeah, yeah, so I can do that for your joke. <laughs> then we got to <laughs> <laughs> we, we, yeah, it's not a stretch. You're a pro at that. Great fa- five fate. We're not done yet. We're not done not yet. Done. Thank you very hard. We'd love to hear the memory of your very first concert. First experience. concert ever. Okay, you guys ready? Yeah. Ready. Let's go back to the year 2004. Wow. And I was 14, and I was with my best friend, Molly DeLeon, and we went to see Liz Fair at the Electric Factory. Oh! Yeah, she came out with this record, like, like the record that kind of made her mainstream, because um, she it was, like, featured in a rom-com, <laughs> like, one of the songs, but, like, OG Liz Fair is so cool and i mean all of those fair is cool and we were definitely way too young to be there like 14. Yeah. like you know we're like how'd you get in uh, wait, wait, did you, uh i mean it was all ages okay. so we drank like red bull you know <laughs> i really wanted an actual drink which is funny and what about the last show last music you saw 
Okay, the last music I saw was at the uh, Yard Theater. Oh, my God, John Ennis's theater. Exactly. Guy got me started show business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a guy who uh, runs some music there. His name's Frank. Frank, <laughs> uh, Frank. Uh, he's, a, he's a very famous... Yes, very, yeah. very famous, like, like bluegrass or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they had a band from... It, they they uh, it sounds bad, but they like sounds like gypsies. Like I like I don't know what part. I forget where the music was from. But Transylvania. No, <laughs> they, but there was like a, a what is it an accordion? Uh huh. Yeah. And this like really cool um, percussion xylophone type thing. Something like that. It's like hard to, but I just remember it being like. A good time, just like listening cool. to some of this. Frank like, is super cool. Yeah, super cool. In the Yard Theater. Mm-hmm. Bring it's just, it. It's like it's like I saw a mariachi band there before. Like it's just quality stuff. What's your corner of the internet? What are you working on? How do we find you? How do we keep up with you? Okay, are you guys ready for this? We're, yes, we were born ready for this. Okay, follow me at Average Lover sixty nine. Hmm. That is my handle on Instagram. My handle on Twitter now is uh, girljesus69. Girljesus69. Twitter. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, something? you're really. Wow. Ain't she yeah. something? Thank I, you. I, that's I wanted you. I really wanted you I know, to be Maggie. Thank you for introducing us. Yeah, yeah for thank sure, you. For sure. It's been quite a pleasure. Margot Bainman, you're fantastic. Uh, thank you for you're... your time and your energy and sharing your thoughts and your music. Yes, that's thank really you for special. having me. David Rowanaman, again, I can't thank you enough for being here and being the best co-host ever. Your hair looks amazing. Thank you. <laughs> You're awesome. You're awesome. Oh. I, I love our show. I do yeah, too. I love it too. I've been Maggie Mayfield and uh, this is Y-Tune Shuffle. If you haven't already, please like, subscribe, and share. We're on all the social platforms at Y-Tune Shuffle and uh, growing all the time on all of the podcast platforms. Who knew there were so many of them? So 2019's go, our year. Just yeah. Google it. Y-Tune Shuffle. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Y-Tune Shuffle.